This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dangerous throw to the sideline, and J.C. Horn is going to be ruled with a pick. His second of the day, stepping in front of D.K. Metcalf. This is Dirt and Sprague. Simons has a step into the lane, running right hand. That short grabbed his own miss. Outside the grant, on to Dave, hesitates, then elevates. For three, got it! Damian Lillard rolls in a triple. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. First, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you. Um, this is really awesome. This is really awesome to be up there. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. What is happening? A whole lot. There's a whole lot going on. There is a lot going on. I was worried when like college football ends. Hey, are things going to slow down? Nope, nope, not the case. There's a lot happening right now. I never had any doubt when college went away that uh... (laughs) things are going to pick up right where they left off. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I figured we'd talk about the Heisman for two hours today. I we all watched it. We were all glued to it. No ratings bonanza. No, I mean come on. No, you guys didn't. You guys didn't watch. I did find the irony of uh, the beauty of Monday is you kind of get to lump in three days when you're a morning show into what Monday is. Like it's not just oh Sunday was jam packed of NFL and Saturday what happened set the Heisman and the Army Navy game and. I can also bring back Friday, and I I love what happened Friday. Friday was perfect for our show. So Friday, we're we're signing off. Hey, goodbye. Have a good weekend. We'll see you Monday, hopefully. See you later. And uh, my co-host drops a line of complaining, and I thought it was interesting because I didn't feel like he was wrong in the moment. But about 25 minutes after our show ended... One of the greatest soccer matches of all time happened with one of the biggest upsets. And I loved how it ended because 20 minutes prior, my co-host goes, it's boring. It's stupid. <laughs> and then Brazil was knocked out. And they're out of the World Cup. They are. I didn't watch any of it. But that's very shocking that they lost. I know you didn't watch any of it because it was me, Joe, Jeff, and Jeff Rust in the other studio watching it on a television because we couldn't believe that it had gotten to PKs. Went all the way to PKs. Brazil scored a late goal. We went, oh, and there it is. Nobody scores a goal. They finally get one. Game over. And then they respond, and they get the game-tying goal, and then it goes to PKs. And the most beautiful drama unfolds where Brazil hits the side post and 
gets eliminated from the World <laughs> Cup. And I kept going back to your comment. That's boring. <laughs> nothing, nothing game, nothing going on. Hey, penalty kicks. It looked like the World Cup was exciting on Friday. I did not watch, but it looked like it was very exciting. It was. Yeah. I saw that uh, Morocco won again, too. Hey, so Africa. That's, that's, let's go. That's cool. They might be murdering journalists over there, too, so that's cool. Yeah. So that's going on. Yeah. You know, England got bumped. Felt like uh, the biggest story from the World Cup for me this weekend, but no, penalty kicks were really exciting. Yeah. Hey, was- Harry Kane missed. Wow. How? Can you believe it? Harry Kane missed. Did they murder an American journalist? Like, did that happen? Should Neymar have kicked sooner? Is that? I, I don't know. Should he have? I don't know. I don't they know. They used to save their biggest guy for last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess he didn't get a shot in the PKs. He it's, was too late. It's a long debated thing in soccer of <laughs> when should rotation. your best players <laughs> kick his goal. Should you start him at the beginning or the end? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the guy that didn't end up getting to kick, probably a bad idea. Probably a bad spot to put him. The guy who scored he, their only goal. You know, yeah, didn't get to actually kick. Maybe yeah. want him to go first, second, or third. Yeah. I don't know how many shots he get, but I'd I'd put him in the window where you could get a shot, where you're guaranteed a shot on goal. Is it weird that I enjoyed watching Ronaldo get bumped too? Uh, no. He's kind of a douche. He strikes me as super douche. He's going over to play in Saudi Arabia for $200 million. Do you know what he was wearing during the World Cup? I have no clue what he was wearing during the World Cup. He was wearing... A snack pack G-string. So if you look this, me? yeah, I I know. If you look this up, just Google snack pack G-string. Oh, Jordan, don't shake your head as if you're above. I, I'm scared to no, because I'm I'm worried that it's going to come up with something that I in a body that I don't want to see. No, okay? no, 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 no. We got, I got I got thongs coming up here. Yeah. So there's there's a G. So he was caught on video in one of the first games, my first matches. Where's the G string? He was caught putting his hand down the front of his pants, down his shorts. Okay. And when he brings his hand back up, he starts eating something. And so a lot of people go, "Whoa, bro! Like, what are you eating?" And then somebody found a G-string that covers the front part of you. And there's a zip and there's a pouch on the front part. And in the photo, there are goldfishes in the Ziploc pouch part. He's stashing away goldfish on his junk? Well, we don't know if he was eating goldfish or something else, but there is a video. You can find it of him. He's running in the World Cup, (laughs) and he puts his hands quite literally down his shorts, and he pulls his hand back up, and he starts eating something. And somebody just concludes that he's probably wearing that snack pack (laughs) G-string, which would be very Ronaldo to be wearing a G-string in the middle of a uh, World Cup match. That would, if anybody was going to wear a G-string playing soccer, it would be Ronaldo. Oh, it definitely would be Ronaldo. Like I know nothing about that guy other than he's reportedly really good at soccer and and he's really obsessed with his physical appearance. Very obsessed with his very obsessed physical appearance. Just looking at him, he looks like the kind of guy that would rock a G-string, especially one with like. Crackers in the front yeah. of it, yeah. Now, is the actual underwear a snack, too, or just hold snacks? No, I think it just holds It's the not snacks. edible underwear? No, I, okay. I, I, I well, I don't know. I Because I... then you get a two-for-one. Then you get snacks during the game. Is he, he might... eating his own G-string? I mean, if anybody would eat their own G-string, I feel like Ronaldo would. Would he not? He's kind of obsessed with himself. Yeah, probably likes the smell. Calorie. Yeah, it's low-calorie. Yeah, it's know? very low-carb. He likes yeah. his own scent, probably. <laughs> Probably sniffs it first, too. Which makes the statue he got... Remember when they unveiled the statue of him? Yeah, the ugly statue. Yeah, I think it makes that statue that much more funny. That he he is such an obsessed person with his physical appearance. He does all this plastic surgery... His hair's probably fake. He's got this year-round, like, amazing tan. He's chiseled his body down to, like, 2% body fat. 
And then they unveil a statue, and it's just the he looked like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> I just nobody was more hurt by that statue than him. Somebody said uh, <laughs> the the snacks might have been the tots from Napoleon Dynamite. He's got some tater tots down there. It's not a bad snack. You're looking for some carbs. You're running a bunch of miles and burning calories. It's not a bad snack idea. They're there. not crunchy. They're soggy, though. Oh. Yeah, the, oh. yeah, the crunch is definitely gone. Oh, no. And Man. at that point, like the heat of your body keeps them lukewarm, like they've been microwaved for five seconds after you take them out of the fridge. It's not good. You're basically eating cold tater tots. Yeah, that's... I don't recommend that to anybody. That's no bueno. That's <laughs> Good. But at least he got bumped. Brazil's out now, and so we've got Morocco might win the whole thing. World Cup's interesting again. Sure it is. Yeah, look at you. You're not going to watch it. No, anymore, I'm not going to watch wow. any of it. You're just out, huh? USA. I mean, gone. do we need to go back to what your comments were before the World Cup? Before the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can visit should we, those. Should we go revisit yeah, those? Not gonna, how, you didn't care. You no. didn't want to watch any of it. Hey, didn't want to talk about it. But to be fair to me and my comments, why didn't I care? The humanity I, part. Sure, and the humanity part has not gone away. They just did an interview with the journalist who died, by the way, not caring about all the slave laborers, uh, laborers that died. I was going to say. Basically like, saying, you know, people die. It's a normal thing, so why are we spending so much time worrying about slaves that died building our stadiums? But Brazil's out in penalty kicks. Yeah, so. you know, it's <laughs> kick. Whoa, well, crazy, man. Harry Kane missed. Nuts, dude. It's wild. There's a lot of drama, though. <laughs> a lot of drama. I mean, uh... It's insane. Morocco's in the final four. A lot of drama with death, too. Oh 6,000 people not getting to see their relatives. Well, according to Again, them, ever, yeah. according yeah. to them, it was like 50. Yeah, only 50. 50 to 100. Yeah, totally Come fine. On. Uh, I love that they give us a, a counter number as if, like, that makes it better. Yeah, we only murdered 50 to 100. Only 50. Come on, nothing to see here. As Move if you could dispute the number of deaths in a, in a given period of time. I'm I mean, happy for soccer fan that it looked like it was an entertaining weekend of soccer. I think soccer fan is actually very conflicted right now. I think this whole thing is weird for them. The Grant Wall stuff, that is very bizarre. Yes, it is. I, 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 I'm not going to conclude anything. I will not be that guy. Well, I none didn't... of us know what the hell happened. Well, I, I, people jumped on Twitter and you see, you know, you can see it from the outside looking in what it looks like, right? It's the guy that got denied in the first match because he's wearing a rainbow soccer shirt. And Well, his brother poured gasoline on that fire, too, because he came out with a video saying that he believes he was murdered. Yeah, I mean, his brother says he had bronchitis and then he was feeling fine and then suddenly he falls and he's dead. Yeah, just collapses. In a country that openly talked about how they killed people to build stadiums. It's They also took him to the hospital in an Uber. Mm. That happened. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. It doesn't look good from the outside. No, it does not. I hope we get his body back to America and they examine that thing ASAP. His phone I mean, I think his family is demanding that his phone yes. gets returned too. We yes. want access to his phone to see what communications were taking place and who he was talking to. It just I mean it, it it's a very weird feel right now. I gotta be honest. Like I, yeah. I Soccer fan is going to keep probably watching, I'd imagine, because it's the World Cup. But, like, you also just can't overlook how odd this whole thing is. Yeah, I mean, that's not even counting the Grant Wall stuff. It was already odd to begin with because, again, they murdered thousands of slaves to build those stadiums. But this is the most prominent journalist in their sport just died yeah. randomly. For American 48. soccer, like, I can't think of anybody that's a bigger on a bigger platform than him. I don't even watch American soccer or follow American soccer, and I know who Grant Wall is. Because he's the most prominent guy. He's been around Portland a lot. He was he, he wore the rainbow shirt to the first game, too, and I didn't realize this. I figured he's just trying to make a solidarity statement. He wore it because his brother's gay. 
it's a close issue for him, and he understands that his brother's a diehard soccer fan in the United States who yeah. happens to be gay. Yep. And if his brother lived in Qatar, he wouldn't be able to go to games. He wouldn't be able to be himself, and he'd probably be either dead or in jail. And so it was a solidarity thing for his brother. That's why he wore the rainbow shirt. It wasn't just to make some big political statement and to get himself clicks and attention. He was doing it for a family member. Uh, and it just it's it's a, the whole thing's horrible. All of it is horrible. The the fact that the tournament's there, I know the, the way that it affected people, the way they're treating people that are going, like the whole thing is awful. And I don't. It's just, it's really hard for me to compartmentalize that and like get excited about penalty kicks. Well, I, you didn't need to get excited about. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe you didn't like Brazil, but uh, I mean, I don't really have any. Am I not supposed to like Brazil? Why do people not like Brazil? No, I don't think people don't like Brazil. I think okay. it's just the, the shocking nature in which Brazil... They always win the World Cup, or they're one of the most... I mean, that, that, okay. that, All right. they're, So they're, it's like the Yankees losing kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Their All country's right. identity is wrapped into this tournament. Every single time they play it, it's like, we're going to win it. Can I say something, too, that cracks me up? American soccer fan is very excited about the future of American soccer. Mm-hmm. Like our young guys are better than they've ever been. We've got very young players. Yeah. Very young players. <laughs> and our, this our young guys are great. Like, do we not think that Brazil has great young dudes, too? Well, I don't think it's... Or like, you know, France and England also. I bet their young guys are really good, too. Well, but are you... Okay, so you're you're taking the we'll win the, we'll win the World Cup type mentality? Is that what you think people I are mean, thinking? I we're, mean, we're one of the biggest countries on the world. Shouldn't that be our goal? Croatia has less people. Yes, and like Wyoming, and they're in the final four. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> and they're in the final four. Good for Croatia. Football man. is life there. The football is life. Football is life. Uh, well, I think, it's, hospital, hospital, hospital. I think it's more about for America. I think it's more the next World Cup. Can we get past where we ended? You mean the point we've always been to? Have we ever been past that? Have we been to the semis? I mean, I'm sure we have at have, one point it, in American yeah. history. Well, there's been a lot of World Cups. I'd hope we got to a one semi. I don't know. I'm saying this offhanded. I'm not going to be Mr. Soccer Knowledge Guy. I'll Google it. Okay. Look at you opening with soccer today. Well, the Grant Wall thing was pretty massive. Yeah. I thought we'd take the comedic approach of the end of show comments and then paired with like the drama that it provided. But then, yeah, Friday night happens and Grant Wall's dead. And you're like, oh. So the most prominent reporter we have over there? It looks like in the 1930s, the Americans went to the semifinals Shout and out lost the 30s. to Argentina. There we go. That is the furthest stage the Americans have ever reached in World Cup history. Um, but yeah, when that when that kind of thing happens, man, that's pretty massive situation going on. It is. There was another journalist that passed away, I think a photographer that randomly died. And I've seen that floating around Twitter. Over at the World Cup? At the World Cup, yeah. Not an American. Oh, yeah, uh, photographer. Photographer for I can't oh. I don't know where he's from, but I've seen the name and tweets popping up, passing condolences. So I, the whole thing's weird, man. When is it done? Do we got one more week. Is it finally the, over? December eighteenth. Okay, the final. So, next, more, so is this week? Month, yeah, yeah. It's this yeah week. next Tuesday. Because the semi's got to be coming up right at some point this week. And yeah, then you Tuesday. Because Thursday's the fifteenth, sixteenth, no, no. so like Monday, uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I'm Sunday. doing math backwards. Right. That's and okay. by the way, no one's really. I know you mentioned it, dirt, but no, no one's really paying attention to the lack of. Safety infrastructure there with Grant Walls being taken there in an Uber to the in an hospital. Uber. He was taken. How, how can Uber anybody Uber. that maybe has uh, even a, a whisper of medical issues want yeah. to go to one of those games? Because you know there's no infrastructure to take you yeah. where you need to go. Seven hundred billion dollars or whatever it was spent, and no way to get you to the hospital. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah.
That's maybe bad. if maybe if they didn't accept bribes and held the World Cup in a country that could you know handle it, he could still be alive. I don't know what his health issue was. I don't know what happened there, but I imagine taking somebody to a hospital in an Uber is not going to help save their lives. What happens if we find out there was something going on? I don't even really want to entertain that thought, buddy. Well, we we didn't care about the last country that murdered an American journalist, so are that we is true. Do it again, that is true. Is maybe that kind of don't. our stance now? Like, hey, yeah, we have journalists, and they're going to cover you. But if you murder them, we'll just look the other way. Might be different because did you see the energy news from this weekend? I did see this. That's wild stuff. We might Very be energy wild. independent soon. So if we're in yeah. energy independent, we no longer need the royal. Maybe we'll care if they murder our citizens. It'd be nice if we started caring about you know, that. I'd prefer that. I yeah. know a lot of people don't like the media right now, but it'd be nice if we cared about like them, you know, them not dying and being yeah. murdered. I'd prefer that. I'd prefer that. Right. I hope that there wasn't anything fishy going on. Like it's very sad, very unexpected. Reportedly in good shape, forty-eight years old. Yeah. Maybe it's just crazy randomness. That would be a, a wild coincidence. Yeah, it, it feels that way. I hope it is though. I do too, because. I don't even know where to begin with what what would we do as a country if that situation happened. Yeah, it was. Tra- I mean, just seeing all the. I obviously had never met him. I've read some articles. I did, I had forgotten that he wrote the LeBron piece to the chosen one. I mean, that was the welcome of LeBron. He was a college basketball writer, yeah. really, to get going, and then he liked soccer. There was an avenue there. He's a great writer. Boom! There you go. Biggest soccer uh, soccer journalist in America. Wanted to build it up and seeing the the things that people had to tweet that knew him or that interacted with him. It tells you all you need to know about the kind of person he was. It was a really sad story. Yeah, you hate to hear when big names are douchebags. It's the worst part about this business is when you find out, oh, so-and-so is an absolute douche. And you're yeah. like, ah, really? He, by every every report, sounds like he was a stand-up individual. Like, helping people that, you know, at a much lower level that... He didn't need to respond with anything, and he would. So it's just uh, that that was really sad on Friday for that to happen. And uh, I guess we see, we see where it goes. From yeah, here. yeah. But I'm with you. It's kind of odd now. I I don't think I can do it anymore. I watched the penalty kicks with Brazil and Croatia. I, I don't think I can watch anymore. <laughs> I think I'm back to the original stance. Back to the original yeah. stance. We're flip-flopping back and forth. I think I'm flip-flopping. Okay. Now. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. So there's your World Cup primer with the weird Grant Wall news. And uh, we'll just we'll keep you alert here if, if we hear anything. Um, we'll give you a heads up on that one. I'm sure Jordan will have something in a Sports Center update. There was a uh, social media quarterback versus stud quarterback last night. There was, yeah. In the NFL. That happened. That did happen. We had contract extensions happen this weekend. Uh, it was, and we had the Heisman Trophy back in the Pac-12. How about that, huh? Yeah. You know who doesn't get to claim that uh, Heisman? Who doesn't get to claim the it? Big Ten. <laughs> Not yet. They will in two years. They say, oh, it's a Pac-12 trophy this year. Why didn't USC invite OJ to the ceremony? They had all the other past Heisman Trophy winners there. I don't know. I think he was having a killer time in okay. Vegas. All right, we have a lot to get to today, uh, including, by the way, talking about uh, unfortunate news, one college football coach. So uh, let's get it going. It's good to be with you on this Monday. Dirt and Sprague with you here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. Uh, we had a few listeners upset that Swag won the over of his Army-Navy pick. <laughs> and the streak finally came to it. It took overtime, but the streak finally came to an end. It took double overtime. I couldn't tell if people were <laughs> upset because they like seeing Swag falter or if they had bet the opposite of Swag and lost, and they're like, what the hell? I'd imagine it's a combination of both. Yeah. Because I think the I mean the under in Army Navy is one of the bigger bets probably of the, I mean how many years in a row did the under hit? It I I can't even remember. Felt like forever. Yeah. It was always the under and finally the number got down to what 32 or 33 and yeah, so I think it was 32. It became a trendy pick to take the over and they ended up with 37 total points, 17 of which came in overtime. The funny thing is the over trend this weekend like ended up hitting versus like the under trend that had been hitting. Like Denver games were 11 and 1 on the under. Army Navy had this long streak over, over. All these points suddenly. Okay, great. Good timing by us. It was the beautiful thing in the NFL is you just never know what the hell's going to happen. Yes. If I told you the Chargers and Dolphins over didn't hit and didn't even come close to hitting. Not even remotely close. Right? I would have thought of all the games to go over this week, and that's got to be it. The Chargers' defense sucks. The Chargers can score points on people. Miami's defense isn't that good. Like, that's got to be a 31-28, 35-24 kind. Like, the over has to hit in that game, and it didn't even come close. I want to ask you something. You posted a poll question on this, and I'm— I'm kind of curious why you posted a poll question on mm-hmm. it. You posted a poll question, did you watch the Heisman? Yeah. Why did you post that? Did you watch the whole thing? Did you watch at all? I know you were doing the teddy bear toss I didn't stuff. Watch a, I was working. I didn't watch a second of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I watched you on TV, but did you DVR it? So you didn't watch a second of it? No, I was just curious if it was on anybody's radar. No. It's the biggest award in college football, and I'm always curious by the end of the year, does anybody care? It went to the Pac-12. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal. It's the first Pac-12 Heisman Trophy winner since Mariota in 2014. I, I I wondered if that was going to be the thing that caused people to watch, and according to the results, nobody watched any of it. That was our first finalist since Mariota won it, wasn't it? 
Like what player was? No, in the... Christian McCaffrey was after that. Oh, fifteen. Yeah, he I think right. there's been one or two other guys too. I'd imagine after but... Christian. I, feel, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like we've had one or two others. I forgot about McCaffrey. Was the right? Was the McCaffrey year after. should have won? He should have won it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I saw a, a picture of the guys, and I just laughed at Stetson Bennett was there. Yeah, I just it's just unfortunate to me, and I know a lot of the responses came back like the award has become irrelevant. Uh, you know, I don't disagree with the winner this year. That's the unique part. Like Caleb Williams is the best player. In college football, I don't know, maybe if USC is sticking in the Pac-12, it's a different reaction, or maybe we still hate USC no matter what, even if they're not leaving for the Big Ten. But it is nice to see the award back on the West Coast. We've had a lot of good play out here, and finally a guy wasn't punished by the conference television schedule. I think it's another example of, you know, sometimes brands matter, because we go back to Christian McCaffrey the year that he should have won it. I, I argue the main reason he didn't win it was because he played at Stanford and because half their games were at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And Caleb Williams had a lot of bad TV windows this year. USC played a lot of night games. They played some big games on the Pac-12 Network. Their game against Oregon State, one of their better games of the season, was on the, the Pac-12 Network. Like Until the last couple of weeks, finally, they had the primetime game against UCLA, the primetime game against Notre Dame, and then obviously the Pac-12 Championship. But I feel like if his numbers were duplicated at almost any other Pac-12 school, I don't know if it's enough to win the award because they just were so out of sight, out of mind. But we knew the name Caleb Williams. We know Lincoln Riley. We know USC football, and it couldn't hold him down this year, and he, he deserved to win it. Stuart Mandel had this tweet. He said, I like to think I follow many of the most dialed-in college football writers on Twitter. Of the first 15 who shared their ballot, only two had C.J. Stroud. More had Hinden Hooker or Michael Penix. This confirms my theory there are a whole lot of casual college football watchers with ballots. So he's saying that if you voted Hendon Hooker or Michael Penix, you're a casual football fan? I, I thought that was a really odd thing to tweet. He's a friend of the show, but I, I didn't really understand that. Like, C.J. Stroud did have a very good year. Ohio State's in the playoff, but, like, we're just diminishing Penix. Am I interpreting this the right way, that he's suggesting that if you voted for Hooker or Penix over Stroud – you're a quote-unquote casual. Am I interpreting that the right way? Because that's how I took it, and I just thought, or you could just acknowledge Pittix had a phenomenal year. They're 10-2. and Hand and Hooker in Tennessee were basically the story of college football this year till he got hurt. Oh, what is that? I'm playing a Burger King ad, evidently, on my computer, maybe. Boy, your computer. I don't, your know, where this is, I don't know why this is playing. I paused the video. <laughs> Your... I have, I have autoplay blocked. My sound volume is off. I don't know how, how does it happens. play through your sound volume being I, off. That's I amazing. Yep. I, I, I got the X next to my thing. Did he saying that anybody that voted for Headed Hooker hasn't watched since like week eight? Uh, I mean, which could be a valid point in itself. The Penix point, not so much. He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in all college football this year. Was the leading uh, passer in yards, but the Hooker point saying like, why would anybody vote for him? I actually see that. I think that's a valid point from him. For Hendon Hooker, really? Hendon yeah. Hooker? Well, he, he got when hurt he, super late. But when you get injured that late in the season, and we were talking about the same thing. I know Bonex didn't have the same trajectory going forward before that, but we were talking about Bo possibly getting to be in that Final Four until he got hurt. And you're telling me that the four games before that Hendon Hooker had were good enough to, to keep him not only in the Final Four, but to keep him getting a major amount of votes? I'm not sure that that's a valid argument. So I like I like what the tweet said. I he had do. 27 least, touchdowns and two I'm, picks. I'm not saying that <laughs> Hendon Hooker didn't have a good season, okay? No, I know you're not saying that. I just, I, I, I read that tweet and I thought it was an interesting takeaway that that's casual. Like, you're calling somebody a casual because they wanted to vote Hendon Hooker? 
I, yeah, I, I don't think, know about that. To me, I, I look at it to where we've gotten away from the award is just saying if you're a good quarterback on a good team, you can be a finalist. Like if your team's – like Stetson Bennett being a finalist was a joke. It's an absolute joke. And guess who finished last? Stetson Bennett. I don't – like how, how would anybody vote Stetson Bennett ahead of Bo Nix, ahead of Michael Penix, ahead of Hendon Hooker, ahead of anybody? Any of these guys that weren't even finalists. There's defensive players that deserve to be voted higher. Than, and Stetson Bennett's a good – he's a great system quarterback. He's perfect for what Georgia needs. They have NFL talent all, all around him but I think it leads to a discrediting of the entire institution when you have a guy like that that's a finalist it's a joke well they rewarded George I think they're rewarding Georgia now for the mini dynasty run that they're on did you see who won tight end of the year name Brock Bowers a Heisman finalist and I'm more excited to watch the Heisman ceremony sure I'm with you there but like he won the tight end award over the kid from Notre Dame Mayor. yeah Mayor trounced him in stats and what are we doing this year yeah, yeah. Mayor's stats were phenomenal <laughs> I don't know it's gonna be one of the first tight end select in the NFL draft, but I think we're at this point where Georgia's been so good now for this amount of time that they're starting to just get the award for like, hey, you guys are amazing and almost unbeatable. Yeah, and I like the, I like crediting guys who I feel like without them, where would their team be? Like I, that's where I look at a Michael Penix vote. If if Michael Penix wasn't on Washington this year, he never transfers in, mm-hmm. and they have to play Dylan Morris or the Heward kid. What's the, are they going ten and two? There's no chance in hell they're going ten and two. I think they'd be lucky if they won six games, right? given what we've seen so far of those two guys. Maybe he's a quarterback whisperer and he gets him to yeah. eight, but there's no chance in hell they're ten and two. No way. We saw with Oregon late in the season when Bo Nix was 100 percent healthy, there were a lot of faults on that football team. Their defense sucked. They couldn't run the football as efficiently. Like all of a sudden, all your other issues were glaring the second that Bo Nix hurt his ankle. And I lead to ask me, the, you know, ask the question: If Bo Nix wasn't on Oregon's team this year, they ain't going nine and three. If right, you had to start right. Ty Thompson this year. Are you kidding me? No chance in hell. And the same thing for Hendon Hooker. Tennessee was a great story this season, and he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And whether it's fair or not to guys like C.J. Stroud, I've seen how many quarterbacks over the last five years dominated Ohio State. I've seen how many quarterbacks dominate in certain systems where, yeah, you got NFL-wide receivers and a really good offensive line, and you play kind of a fluff schedule, and you're more talented than every team on your schedule. Like You're going to put up big numbers. It doesn't mean C.J. Stroud's not a great player and can't be good in the NFL, but I take that stuff into consideration when I think who deserves to be considered for the Heisman Trophy, who had the biggest impact on their team. I I feel like I could trade out another five-star quarterback on Ohio State's roster, and they have the same win-loss record that they did this year. I mean, I know USC lost in the Pac-12 championship, Championship, but I'll say this as we go. We're basically just looking for the biggest name from the one loss or undefeated teams now, whereas Penix and Washington lost two games and they lost their second game to ASU. And so because of that, we're like, well, he's out. Can't he's be out. Heisman. <laughs> Never mind his win at Oregon or his <laughs> right. incredible stats that he put up all year. Putting up 50 on Washington State in the Apple Cup. I, unbelievable. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at now and why this award kind of sucks. It's just... It's basically quarterback-driven award. Every once in a while you get a Devontae Smith or a, a, a Derrick Henry, but it's largely a quarterback award, and it's like, hey, who's lost one game or undefeated? Okay, you're in. Not not that Dugan wasn't you know worthy or Caleb was obviously the best player in college football, but I don't know. I, I just calling people casuals because they voted for Penix. Penix was phenomenal this season. And the nation in passing. I'm, I'm not going to over – just because they lost two games, like that doesn't change it for me. He was sensational and – I don't. I don't view that comment as you're a casual because you voted for Michael Penix. Uh, all right. Well, on to that to the NFL. There's a lot that happened in the National Football League. We'll get to that coming up next. But first, Jordan with the sports update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. 
Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. Broncos country, let's cry. The Broncos eliminated from the playoffs yesterday for the seventh straight year. Great news for Seahawks fans. They had a rough weekend outside of that, and they they needed that news because that draft pick just keeps getting better and better and better. Ooh, the Seahawks. Interesting little matchup they've got this Thursday with the Niners coming to town. Purdy's coming to town, and he's the greatest quarterback that's uh, ever been created since sliced bread, so I imagine he's going to score 800 points. They're never going to lose again, man. Dirt, the the (laughs) Bucs were held to seven points. And all people wanted to talk about is how Brock Purdy was beating Tom Brady. <laughs> the power of being the 49er quarterback. Some people wanted to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit for getting to a Super Bowl when he threw eight passes to get there. I mean, yeah. I, it's the same thing. It's no different. It's we really just, unfortunate that that position has created for us, isn't it? Like when a guy is transcendent like Mahomes or Allen, it's obvious. But if there's a guy that's okay or he's good but he's not amazing, it's like we still do the – it's not a win loss is not a quarterback stat. Well, we've got to stop doing that. Unfortunately, man. you got to talk to the stat makers because they've made it a quarterback stat. It's the dumbest thing we do. I, the Chargers to me are a great example of that this year in Herbert. Like, like they won last night. I don't even know what we're going to get to here, but I just had this thought bubble and I've been it's thinking a lot about of NFL stuff. Sure, yeah, they win last night, mm-hmm. and Herbert was the story for a lot of folks out of that game. He was amazing, amazing, right? Yeah. If I told you on Friday that the Chargers on Sunday Night Football with how bad their defense was, they were going to score 23 points. Would you say they would win the game? If I no. told you that Friday. No, because I, I was one of those for sure the overs hitting in this game. The Dolphins have scored 30 basically against everybody all year. They have yeah. the number one offense in the league, number one point passing efficiency rate, whatever you stat you look at. it. They're one of the top offenses in the league. If I told you Friday they scored 23, that's not enough. The Chargers won that game, you can argue, despite how good Herbert was, because their defense showed up for the first time all year. And held one of the best offenses in the league to 17 points. They did a really good. They were really physical with that. Team. Very physical. They were breaking up passes. They were all over them in the secondary. Tyreek uh, Hill's ankle injury helped them a little bit. But this is the funny thing about quarterback stats. Herbert has played games where he's been that good, but lost because it's a team game and it's not a win loss stat. The 49ers are led by the best defense in the NFL, and it was on display again this weekend. I have to watch the Sunday night football game basically every week on mute because I'm doing the gambling pod, and then we usually do Jack Ramsey's after 
after that, so I'm like watching on a screen to the side, but it's muted. Mm-hmm. I saw Chris Collinsworth trending last night, and I went, oh, I wonder what Chris Collinsworth did. And I clicked it, and basically a lot of people were tweeting of like how how obsessed he was with Herbert on the broadcast. <laughs> like it was just, I, I'm telling you, Mike, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like this. Is that what it was basically on the broadcast? It was there was some of that, but there he was making go. some incredible throws. Oh, like, he was. I, I mean, yeah, I was fawning over it in my living room. I know that I had the lotion out. He's what? What? Get your head out of the. Are gutter. we still talking about football? I had dry skin. It's cold. Get your oh, head out of the gutter. Right. God, <laughs> it is cold outside. Your lips get chapped this time of year. Oh, I, okay. What? I, I don't know why your lips. Okay. Jesus. Well, anyways, it's cold um, out, it was a good win for them. It was a good win for the social media quarterback and. You know, they needed that for their playoff chances. If they played in the playoffs right now, they'd play Kansas City in the first round. The first two times they played Kansas City were really fun games. Those are always good games. Always. They had the lead in the last one in L.A. They scored a go-ahead touchdown with two minutes to go. Their defense gave up the touchdown. Again, why it's dumb to use the win-loss as a quarterback stat. The first time, remember, they were driving. They hit that big play all the way down to the one-yard line, and they decided to go hurry up when, I think it was Gerald Everett who couldn't breathe or move after that play, and then there was a miscommunication. They threw a 100-yard pick six, and that ended up swinging the game. Herbert got hurt on the next series, but both the first two times they played were terrific games, and it probably would be in the playoffs too. It's also nice to get your targets back. Williams, Allen looking more of like who they are and who they have been. You add that to the complimentary pieces they have and Everett, Palmer. I mean, they've, they've got some nice weapons for Herbert when they're healthy, and that's the important thing for them. It's just he needs time in the pass uh, protection category. Which he still does not have. And he needs his, yeah, I mean, Jalen Phillips got flagged for the most ridiculous roughing the passer I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That was the worst call I've ever seen. And you need your defense to play, you know, like they're coached by the head coach who got brought over because he's such a defensive whiz kid. Like, they need that defense to play better. And they can be they can be up there with anybody. I said this about the the Blazer-Nugget game. If you're going to spend money on Blazers, they, they're an expensive ticket, but if you're going to drop coin on a Blazer game, go to a Nugget game. Blazer Nuggets, every single time, it's a phenomenal basketball game. Chiefs Chargers, same thing. It's the NFL equivalent. Every time you know it's going to be a good it's game. It's always a good game that comes down the last couple possessions, and it's a little back and forth, a little bit of defense. With two great quarterbacks, yeah, I just I hope we're done with the Herbert stuff now. Like I, I don't even want to mention the dude's name because he won last night, and I think it's dumb. That, he won last night. Yeah, I, everybody was no matter the outcome of that game was thinking about one individual. Uh, people but, were tweeting at him, yeah, sending okay. him notification. I mean, that was exactly what he wanted. He wants attention. He wants clicks. He wants interaction because nobody watches his television show, and he's looking for it on Twitter. And I hate that we do, I hate that we've reached a point in media where guys know they can make up an argument, fake something, get an instant reaction out of it, and then die on that hill. I mean, he's essentially following the Skip Bayless LeBron platform. Like that, this is what Skip Bayless has done for twenty years. LeBron's not clutch. LeBron can't win the big one. LeBron can't win a finals, and then he wins a final, and he doesn't back down on the argument. Well, he needed to join Miami, and then there's a different argument, and it always flows from there. And, but it all started at one point, and I don't want more Skip Baylesses in my sports media landscape. I don't know if it's the waters at Fox. I don't know what's happening over there. The whole the whole Herbert thing this year has been one of the dumber arguments I've ever seen. The guy just broke the passing yard record for th- first three years in the NFL. He just broke the record held by Andrew Luck. 
That's a pretty good record to hold. He's on the brink of breaking the all-time first three years touchdown record, which is held by Dan Marino, who some people consider the best quarterback of all time. And he reminds people of Dan Marino. That's a pretty damn good stat. Like, he has struggled this year, and the Chargers have struggled this year because last night was the first game all season he's had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams start a game and finish a game. They've played together, but neither of them have finished the same game. He's down to one starting offensive lineman. His offensive coordinator is an idiot, and their defense has been a sieve. Like, I'm not saying he's, like, you know, some of it's not on him. Oh, hey, by the way, he also had a brutal rib injury and couldn't move and couldn't run. You know what he looked last night for the first time in, like, a month? He looked healthy. He was running the football. He was moving in the pockets. Like, ah, that's right. The guy's a freak athlete. This whole thing that we've done to, like, convince ourselves that Herbert isn't a good quarterback might be one of the dumbest sports debates that's happened in the last 10 years. I, I appreciate your rant. Uh, he does get viewers. They're not the most viewers in the world, but he gets a pretty good amount of viewers. What I will say, though, intentional to... talk on MLB Network gets more viewers than he does. Well, rightfully so. Stephen Nelson. I a... think he's averaging seventy thousand viewers a show, which for major television sports viewing is horrible. They average seventy thousand. It's horrible. That's below like the crap. Yeah, that's news below networks. reruns of Paw Patrol. I thought they were <laughs> no. That's nobody no, watches that show, and that's why he does okay. this stuff. But to one listener, one listener didn't even want us to mention this aspect of last night's game. It, to that listener, I haven't said the name. Well, I know, but to that listener, I understand the sentiment. It's almost impossible given everything that was thrown into that matchup going into it, right? And as a guy who I I still like Tua. I know Tua is not Herbert. I've Two is a great story. He's I've an awesome quarterback. This. He had a rough night last night and last weekend. He's still very good. He's also very good for the system. He's got great targets. Yes. What I would say to what you're saying, though, is I, I, I think what we've done is we've allowed one perspective to now act as if it's a normal thought. It's I mean, not. Booger McFarland did it last night, too. Oh, I don't care. Like, Booger McFarland and another guy doing it doesn't mean it's the normal train of thought. And having, like, 30 adults who have no lives create five accounts and then call themselves anon and just tweet everybody, that does not constitute an opinion. Miami Dolphin fan right now were polled. They would take Justin Herbert I'm- right now in a clean trade. I don't think we should allow that dude and his weird, I'm going to die on this hill... That's not the norm. Everybody in the in the, in our industry, I saw on Twitter, everybody from gambling to football to even basketball guys that commented on that game, there wasn't one that said, "Well, my mind's changed." Everybody's like, "Yo, this dude's amazing. Can we stop now?" And it was one opinion that allowed us to think that this is some thought. It wasn't. And and I think most of us were in the same camp. We know it, you know it when you see it. And Herbert hasn't had the greatest of seasons, but we've highlighted the reasons for some of that is injury, depleted on the offensive line, coach not that great. But you can still see it with him. And so like, I don't think that guy's opinion is suddenly like, oh, there's like a 55%, there's a 45% opinion that it's Tua over Herbert. I don't think that was the case at all. I think we just, he was so loud on social media, which is an awful representation of opinion that we're almost defending somebody that doesn't need to be defended. Everybody knows Herbert's amazing. Yeah, we I mean we literally just did a segment last week from Bill Barnwell redrafting those four quarterbacks and Herbert going fourth. No, and we I entertained know. the notion of, well, would you take him fourth? No, I, I know, <laughs> but Barnwell die see the difference to me though is Barnwell is picking between four really good players, right? And so while highlighting himself what Tua's limitations are, I just I don't think it's the same comp. One guy is literally dying on a hill that this guy is not that good. It's social media. And the other one is at least backing numbers and saying why he's taking who he's taking when he's taking them. 
I think that's a different thing. I, I, I just I think last night was a great night for Herbie. And they needed that win for the playoff chase. They desperately needed it. They got the Titans at home this week, and then their last three games are against the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. They're taking on the most dangerous opponent in the NFL who comes off of a loss. That is not, I never want my team to play the Titans after they look stupid. No, and they've looked stupid for two straight weeks. The Titans have been bludgeoned for back to back weeks. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't want, I don't know if I'd want the Titans right now, but hey, maybe the Chargers are finally getting healthy, finally feeling good about themselves. We have more in the NFL, uh, a whole lot actually in the NFL, and then we got some. Local stuff to get to with Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, an update on a former Pac-12 coach who took a turn uh, last night. So we got all that to get to. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Monday. Boy, buddy. Are the Eagles going to get stopped in the NFC? Like, if I ask you who can beat the Philadelphia Eagles, you might tell me a few teams, because I would probably do that. But does it feel like the Eagles are just going to kind of waltz their way into the Super Bowl? I honestly feel like, and this is the, it'll, it's a dumb thing to say, because it's the NFL playoffs and crazy stuff happens every year. I feel like there's only team that I think can, only one team that I think can beat them. And it's a long shot at that. And it's the San Francisco 49ers. You don't think the Cowboys playing? Like I just the... don't trust the Cowboys at all, yeah, man. No, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I don't trust the offensive line. I don't trust their play calling. Their defense isn't great against the run. I, I, I don't trust them at all. I sure as hell don't trust the Minnesota Vikings, who I know have had a dream season this year. The the double trap game went against them this weekend in Detroit. Yep. Uh, even though, I mean, their offense had a decent day, but their defense has not been very good this season. And so they need their offense to essentially be perfect to win those kind of games I just I don't trust either of them the 49ers have the ability to play elite level defense I trust them and run the football and I think they showed even with Brock Purdy and a quarterback this weekend they can still do that and those are things that travel and equate to winning playoff games playing defense and running the football they're the only ones that I trust should they should the Eagles be crossing their fingers the Lions don't get in this thing and <laughs> the Lions winning the NFC would be amazing the roar boys I mean I honestly was thinking yesterday watching the Eagles like if they can't win the NFC this year, because Hertz eventually is going to need a new contract, right? You're going to have to pay him more than you're paying. That's going to lose out on a couple of these elite, talented players that you have elsewhere on your roster. They're in the perfect window right now. They have a quarterback and a rookie deal. They're capitalizing on that. They've been aggressive in acquiring talent and giving guys contracts. If they can't win the NFC this year, you imagine other teams around them will get better in the NFC in years to come. Like. It is, it is there, buddy. There is a red carpet paved out for them, and I don't see how they don't win the NFC. Uh, would you pay Hertz this year, no matter what happens, or would you wait another year? Well, because the thing with these contracts is you don't want to hit it too early just in case the guy isn't quite what you think, right? When was he drafted? Uh, Second round? Well, I mean, not yeah. Oh, sorry, he was a second round guy. So that because I think contracts are different depending on when you're drafted, um, right? But I think they could give him the bag this offseason if they wanted. Yeah. So he no, he has one more year and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So if you're not a first round pick, you don't get the fifth year option. He's only on a four year deal. He's currently in year three. Yeah. So if you don't sign him this offseason, he's going into the last year you'd of his deal. Tag him after that, if and you then didn't, right? you'd have to do the tag thing or reach an extension with him. But he is an unrestricted free agent in 2024. I mean, they they just dismantled the Giants yesterday. That that was one I kind of had an eye on, and I just didn't. 
I didn't dive in fully. I just lacked confidence, and then yeah, I didn't have a take either way because I kind of liked the Giants, and I'm like, this is stupid. I shouldn't like the Giants, so I ended up not betting the game. Thank God, because my instincts were really wrong on that. I think part of that too yesterday was the Giants have been revealed as the Giants. The Giants are coming. Yeah, the Giants are the Giants. Earth, They're yeah. a fun little team. Brian Dayball's a good story. They got some good pieces, but yep. Daniel Jones probably not the dude. And they won a lot of games in kind of fluky fashion early in the year that allowed them to rattle off wins. It, aren't the Lions kind of the story of football right now? Like, don't you kind of feel like the Lions are capturing a lot of fans and support just because of what they've done recently? I thought it was awesome yesterday. The Lions are a really cool story. They're, they are trending towards making the playoffs in the NFC, and it's hilarious to say the phrase, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like They're one of those teams that I don't want to play in the playoffs. Dude, they're a good team. We need to change the way <laughs> we are. look at the Lions. They're a good team. You know who they play in the next four weeks, too? They, so They they got the Jets this weekend. Jets this weekend. That's tough because the Jets Great got a game. good defense. Yep. Uh, then they get Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay. You could win three of the next four. You could even beat the Jets. It's not like we haven't seen the Jets lose games. No, so. and they've beaten Green Bay and Chicago both within the last month. Yeah. Carolina's not. I know Carolina won in Seattle yesterday, but I don't think they're a wagon. Like I, Those are winnable games for the Detroit Lions. And the Lions making the playoffs and making noise. I'll go back to what I just said about the NFC. Like If there's any year that you could see a team kind of win in a couple of games, you're like, where the hell did that come from? We don't have a dominant Rodgers in Green Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are horrible. They're awful. They can't score points on anybody. The Panthers might win the NFC South. Why did I gamble on the Bucs? I don't know. Nobody stopped me from doing that. I bet the under in that game, and they gave up 35 points. Brock Purdy scored 35 points. Niners damn near hit the over by themselves. By themselves. The over-under was 38, like 37. He's come back like two of the last four games, right? Brady was on a hot streak. I would have bet him too. Yeah. No, no, what? that that was a. He stupid won bet. me like thirteen hundred bucks three weeks ago, no, man. Yeah, I, how I, long ago? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, no, three weeks is a, a lifetime in betting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the defense could have kept them in the game at a you know sixteen to three clip in the fourth quarter. Maybe they got a chance, but they gave up twenty eight in the first half. Well, I, I want to get to a couple more things in the NFL, and then we'll get to some of the local college news that happened. Um, so we got a loaded second hour. There is a lot more to discuss dirt and spray we'll get to it hour number two on the odyssey app and the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 